This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is the Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokutlela. Welcome, Lions. Welcome, Gary. Thank you very much for having me and uh, good afternoon to our podcasters. Cool. Our first segment today uh, concerns the South African Banking and Risk Information Center. And uh, once again, we're delighted to host the fabulous Kalyani Pillay. She's the CEO of Sabric. Welcome to you, Kalyani. Thank you, Gary and Lionel. Uh, thank you very much for gracing us with your presence. That's very nice, Lions. Firstly, uh, Kalyani, give us a little more information on Sabric and how it campaigns to keep the public informed. Thanks, Gary. Uh, Sabric is the South African Banking Risk Information Center, and we were established about 15 years ago by the four major banks in South Africa. And, of course, today we have uh, 19 South African licensed banks that are part of the organization, as well as the three major cash and transit companies. Um, our main purpose and mandate is to assist the banks and cash and transit companies fight organized crime, um, and of course, as part of, of that work, we uh, create awareness among South A- the South African public and of course visitors to the country as well uh, in terms of how they can protect themselves against bank-related crime. You know, there are so many schemes and scams around these days. Yeah, one closes and another one pops up the next week or the next day. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one of your slogans, which I, which I really like, is make sure you don't end up a statistic. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, there's just more and more. There's so many incidents these days that you, you, you get quite uh, astounded by the kind of stats and how many people are affected. So, of course, we're trying our best to help South Africans change their, their banking habits and, and just doing things differently. Kalyani, for those of us that are using digital banking day to day, sometimes uh, even a bit carelessly, may I say, I guess from you we need to know, what precautions should we take to ensure that we are transacting safely on our digital devices? Well, you know, for one, it's a great way to do your banking. I don't think people should feel nervous or worried about using um, their digital digital devices, you know, whether it's your your mobile phone, your tablet, your laptop, uh, a great and easily uh, accessible way of doing banking. But there there definitely are things, Gary, that we need to take into account, and that is – you know, if for one, uh, when you're using your, your, your device, especially when you're not within your home or office, uh, where, when you wanting to uh, use Wi-Fi as an example. And mm. you know, we all human beings and we all like free Wi-Fi and we get so excited and we have access to free Wi-Fi. Nothing wrong with uh, having free Wi-Fi, but I think the important thing for us from a, from a banking perspective is you should always make sure that if you're going to be transacting, um, on a Wi-Fi connection, to make sure that it's a secure connection. In other words, it should ask for a password, especially if you're going to be putting your card data 
in your PIN number, you know, username, uh, that kind of thing. If you're wanting to shop online, you're sitting somewhere and you have a few minutes and you're busy surfing the net and find something great to buy, make sure that you're on a safe uh, website. You know, look out for HTTPS, look out for the closed uh, lock sign. Well, go, uh, go, sorry, Kalyani, go a little slower there. Yeah. The first step is I should... There should be a password that I need to enter. If you if you're using Wi-Fi yes. and you're going to be doing any trans financial transaction, you know yes. whether it's banking or buying something, yes. you should you should make sure that the Wi-Fi you use actually is it calls for a password. It shouldn't okay. just be open because right. the, in the public with public Wi-Fi, yes. you uh, access you need to be quite. Now cautious. in Santon City, they've just opened up uh, Wi-Fi, which, which is wonderful for everyone. Mm. I'm not sure if a password is required there. If I pa- I'm not certain myself, but if a password is not called for, yeah. our advice to to any bank client is please do not do any transaction well. where you have to put your card data in or, mm. or at all, you know, or do even get onto your banking platform mm. at all. And I think even when you're looking at Wi-Fi at home, I mean, lots of people these days have Wi-Fi networks in their homes as well. Yeah. But a couple of things at home. So, you know, normally we would get somebody to come in and set up the Wi-Fi, you know, I mean, or all of us are not experts in doing that. Mm. Now, you need hardware in order to have your Wi-Fi connect set up in your home and what happens is that that hard the hardware actually comes with the factory default password and many of us don't realize that we should actually change that password to something fairly complex even for that Jeez. for those devices you know so because yeah. you you should you should make sure that all the doors are closed yeah. uh, so you would have a password for your wi-fi network but you need to also make sure that the password that's on the devices, on the hardware, is also set, um, um, you know, with the, with the password that can't be easily guessed. Mm. And talking about passwords, I think everybody should really re- uh, take note of this. We know how frustrating and uh, how cumbersome it can be to have to remember so many different passwords and also the fact that we say you should change it as often as possible. So that's the advice. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you set a password that's complex one. You know, fairly, in, in other words, something that's not easily uh, guessable. Mm-hmm. It should have uh, high, uh, um, it should have capital letters, small letters, numbers, symbols. But mm-hmm. try and work out a formula that will help you remember it. You know, don't mm-hmm. go and save it on your device. And make sure that your devices are actually locked. So mm-hmm. it calls for either a, a password to open it or you use your biometric. Mm-hmm. You know, really important to make sure that your devices are locked mm-hmm. and don't store personal information on those devices either. So difficult as it is, you, you need to do that because, you know, on social media, we post all kinds of information and all kinds of, of, of stories. We talk about our kids, our children and birthdays. Easy to work out if you're the, you're the day and the month, you know, if yeah, anything, because yeah. people, and if you leave your, your social media platforms opened, if you go, if you don't set through your privacy settings on your on your social media platforms, if you don't set that at the highest level, and what people don't uh, realize is that if you allow friends of friends to view your posts, you don't know who their friends are, mm. and so the circle became becomes bigger and bigger mm. and bigger, and a whole lot of strange people have access to information that you think you're communicating only to your immediate friends, and perp- criminals. They actually, you know, use that opportunity to harvest sufficient information and they're pretty good at how they'll guess. 
And so, you know, then it leads, one thing leads to the other and there's mm. hacking of your emails and hacking of your accounts. And so you wonder how people got access to it. Kalyani, there are millions of South Africans, uh, not privileged like me, that has one at home, Wi-Fi. There are people that are going to the libraries, um, they're going to internet cafes, restaurants and all that. We're talking of the millions of South Africans. Aside from the password, which is very good advice, should they be, if there is password, can they safely then use it within these areas? If there's a password in terms of the Wi-Fi access, yeah. yes, they can. But yeah. they must also make sure that their devices have all the security settings. In other words, your devices should always have the latest um, antivirus, anti-spyware, always updated. Don't ignore all the the updates that come, mm. you know, because those things pick up, uh, 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 the software companies obviously pick up the vulnerabilities and send out patches, uh, and you need to keep your devices. So it's really not one solution that would help you mm. stay safe. You've got to, you've got to, uh, accept that it's a, a whole host of things and you've got to, you know, deal with all of those risks and mitigate it with all the different ways sound, in which you're you can protect like it. <laughs> So, so really, unfortunately, you know, the criminals have put us in this position and we need to just be mindful of it uh, and take all the precautions rather be, be a little, I always say rather err on the side of paranoia almost. Absolutely. uh, Than, than, you know, leave any door opened. I know that on computers we get, there's a risk of malware or key tracking programs, viruses. Is it the same on my cell phone? Anyway, you know, you, you need to protect all of your devices um, um, from, from any kind. Perpetrators are constantly looking. These are very sophisticated mm. and very skilled people uh, who, who are able to come up with all kinds of um, ways to, to get access. Um, so, so, so we would say rather uh, make sure that whether it's your mobile phone, whether it's your tablet, uh, whether it's your laptop, just make sure that all of it is safe. One of the other things, you spoke about malware, Gary, and I think very important, that very often people would say, you know, we don't know how anybody could have got access to my information. I have my my bank card in my wallet, and yet money is moving out of my account, and it's got to be very often it, the, the, the comment will be it's got to be bank staff and that kind of thing because they think that's where their information lies only, mm. not so. so. So one of the things also that we found uh, a modus operandi that was actually doing the rounds uh, and it sur- surfaces every now and again is the the criminals actually uh, and because they're such big networks get people to call randomly um, bang- anybody you know that they get access to uh, via even a telephone directory you know get a, either a landline number or even mobile phone numbers which they harvest and they would um uh, purport to be from a software company or even sometime purport to be from the bank saying, look, you know, we, we're so concerned about fraud, uh, and we've picked up, or if they're saying that they're from a software company, they would say, and most often, you know, we had the Microsoft scam because they make the assumption, which is probably correct, that most people are on, on, on those operating platforms. And they would say, you know, we've picked up this, this, real problem on the system and we're now having these patches deployed and in order to protect yourself you need to download this this particular patch Mm -hmm. and they'll say to you you know we we will talk you through doing it yourself it's like and they they they, it's social engineering they manipulate Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. they get you to type in the url a particular address which will take you in so that it 
you think you're downloading a patch and that this kind person is busy helping you. But in fact, you actually very often would be downloading remote access tools. And what that does is that it gives the criminals access to your device without you even knowing it. So then they have access to everything and they can manipulate and change settings on your computer without or your device without you even knowing it. So very important not to allow anybody to talk you into doing that. Don't believe it, even if they say they're from your bank, because your bank will never call you to do all of that. So I think, you know, just these little bits of uh, in- information that's really important for people to protect themselves. Many thanks, Kalyani. These are great tips to ensure that we transact safely lines on Certainly. our digital devices. Before we say goodbye to you, anything else you want to add? Or Well, look, I think there's a, there's a whole lot of information that people will have access to, and we, we, we post all of this on social media platforms, mm. and I would really encourage um, your podcasters to go follow Sabric um, on Twitter and, and Facebook. We mm. also have hashtag Skellum um, you know, which is part of our, our awareness messaging. And please just keep updated with the latest uh, modus operandi. Good. Wow. Excellent. Kalyani Pele of sabric.co.za, Sabric. Many thanks. We're going to see you again in a week or two. Yes. For yes, something Gary. more on uh, safety. Many yes. thanks, Kalyani. Thank you, Gary. Thank Much you. appreciated. Much appreciated. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.